The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Gentle Power Radio with your host, Nancy Gentle Boudry. In today's show, Nancy and her amazing guests are here to help you master your thoughts, emotions, and state of being through the practice of being comfortable in the stillness of your inner power. Now, here is Nancy Gentle Boudry. Hello and welcome to another edition of Gentle Power Radio, Living in a State of Grace. I'm your host, Nancy Gentle Boudry. And I'm so excited about today's show. There is no doubt you will walk away from this show with some valuable information and insight to assist you in your inner growth and healing. First, we'll begin with exploring further the extraordinary inner power that each of us has within. How are we using that inner power to heal ourselves? That's the question today. Or are we using it to escape our reality? Very profound question that has me analyzing my own practice. And we'll be joined by author, publisher, yoga and meditation instructor, Robert Butera, who will assist us in exploring a term called spiritual bypassing and how it might apply to ourselves and recognize spiritual bypassing in our own practice. How, how do we know when, when we're engaged in this, in our stillness? and self-exploration. This is a very, very important, truly healing question as we live in self-awareness, expanding our view by which we see the world and how we show up in the world. He will also share with us some wonderful insight, tools, and techniques from his book, Meditation for Your Life, Creating a Plan That Suits Your Style. We will then conclude by opening the phone lines to your questions and feedback on today's topic. So let's get started. I'd like to begin today's show with an exercise to assist us all in being fully present, living in the here and now, and doing so fully aware and focused on this very, very moment. So if you are able to indulge me and you're not engaged in heavy machinery or driving a vehicle, (laughs) close your eyes. Connect to your breath. And notice your inhale and exhale for just a moment in stillness. There is no other place you need to be but here and now. Connected to your breath in the stillness within. This is your own gentle power right here. Connect with it. Feel it. Give yourself this moment 
and being. There is just as much power and being as there is in doing. In this moment, we're being. There is no other place you need to be, nothing you need to do, but the here and now. And all the energy it took to get to this moment in time is the past. And everything you'll do when we're done here is the future. The moment to be lived is this moment in time. Fully present, fully aware, and you're the master of every thought. So own that. Still just observing breath, enjoying the stillness. Give this moment your undivided attention and greet it free of judgment. Just being. Remembering you are the master of every thought you think, every emotion you hold, and your own state of being. No one else is responsible for that nor are you responsible for anyone else's. Bringing your attention and awareness to this present moment. In a few minutes, I will prompt you to open the eyes. And when I do, I want you to greet the moment with fresh eyes, encouraged to see this moment with a fresh perspective and a fresh lens. Place that intention You are the master. And when you are ready, gently open the eyes and choose. As you gently open the eyes, notice. Focus upon something and then expand your view from there. Are you greeting it with fresh eyes, fully present and living in this moment? Now, how do you feel? (laughs) This exercise I teach in my corporate classes. When you feel overwhelmed, 
scattered, pulled in multiple directions. This simple exercise, if you just take a moment, you can center yourself. You hold the power, folks. Take a moment, center, close your eyes. Take back your power from whatever you've relinquished it to in that moment in time. Take a moment to regroup. You don't have to keep going like the Energizer Bunny. Take a moment. Gently and lovingly tell the mind, I will live fully present in my here and now. And release the sensation that everything is happening all at once. That's an illusion. Truth is, it is always one moment at a time being lived. Say that to yourself. And you can ask yourself, if I had just this one thing to do today, would I feel overwhelmed? Most of the time, you would probably say no. So treat it as you are greeting each series of one things with the same attitude, fully present, fully aware, fully focused on that task at hand and live one task at a time, one series of events. Break it down. But sometimes you have to close your eyes, take a moment, step back, reconnect to your inner power, get a fresh perspective, and you can do this multiple times throughout your day. So with that said, let's explore this moment, fully aware and present, shall we? Now that's harnessing inner power. Let's explore how do we tap into our inner world for infinite strength, courage, whatever else you may need to cope with life or deal with day-to-day challenges. Grow and evolve through your own suffering, let's define it. See it from this space. See, choosing to see it from this space, you are choosing to greet life responding to it not reacting to it. It is here we begin to live in awareness of self and how we show up in situations and life experiences. It is here we can harness the power to evolve and change how we show up, to live our lives more peacefully and in balance, not a victim to life and its dramas and its emotions. We're choosing how we want to show up. We're harnessing our inner power because we understand self. We understand how we show up and we hold the power to change it at any time. But you got to be able to look at yourself with non-judgment. There is no right, wrong, good, or bad. And understand self in order to heal and choose, evolve, and change. Are we healing ourselves of past programming and beliefs? You know, this this inner world is truly a wellspring of infinite potentiality if we only connect and live in it. So take a moment, 
connecting to your true essence for just a moment and ask yourself, is your spiritual practice one of escaping your inner turmoil, pain or suffering, or is it to heal this inner turmoil, pain, suffering? Remember, when you are exploring self, to do it with love. And compassion. And it may be foreign to you, this gentleness and loving compassion. But what you know, you can examine. How do you how do you perceive love? You know, what do you think of when you think of unconditional love? And when you think of compassion, and that time of deep sympathy or sorrow for someone you know, stricken by misfortune, and you're, you wish you could take their pain. I want you to apply these same emotions to self. Sometimes it's so much easier seeing it from another perspective, you know, another person, but outside of ourselves. So release that inner critic, that negative emotion of self-judgment and worthiness. You are trying to discover oneself and awareness is power, folks. Power to heal. Can you face your suffering, own it, then choose to heal it, release it, replace it, however you want to imagine. You know, we've heard the term face it, embrace it, replace it. However, whatever it takes for you to do this to heal and move through. Think about that for a moment. I really want you to grasp that. Understanding what we will be talking about today, if you choose, can have a profound effect on your spiritual practice, your inner stillness. It's your choice. Cultivating the skills such as this full awareness and detachment from emotional cloudedness like judgment and negative emotions, shame, guilt. See here, we can truly heal our lives. The challenge lies in, in, in understanding self enough to know when we're checking in or checking out. See the pain can be so great, I understand. Sometimes it's so great you don't want to look at it. But that holds power. That holds power. But know that's what you're doing. And have patience and understand self. And, you know, we can be so engaged in self-help books and activities like Qigong and yoga and meditation, eating helpful foods. But are we distracting ourselves from our true feelings? That's what you have to explore today. Processing these feelings and healing these wounds Isn't that what part of our practice is about and empowerment? It's pretty complicated, huh? So as you explore self and stillness, fostering your connection to higher consciousness, check in. See if, make sure you don't rise above it all and escape, but instead harness the power to heal the pain that ails you. Remember, you are a spiritual being having a human experience. 
So we are fostering skills of expansive awareness in the present moment, whatever that moment looks like, whatever it looks like. So can you process your feelings and emotions and be that silent witness to your life experience? And choose how you truly want to show up in the challenging times and the joyous times? That's the question. And that's what we want to explore today. How to show up. So that's why I'm going to ask you that question again. What are you using your spiritual practice for? Are you choosing to escape or heal? So as you foster this inner awareness, be gentle and loving, compassionate and non-judgmental for goodness sake on yourself. You are your worst critic. And apply the same love and compassion you can give to others to yourself. And choose to evolve and tap into that power to make positive change for self and heal. It's powerful stuff. But quite hard to look at and embrace. So when we come back from our break, we will be joined by my wonderfully insightful guest, Robert Butera. So stay tuned. You won't want to miss what he has to say about spiritual bypassing and how to help you heal. And he'll also be sharing some information on some very valuable books that he has um, published. So stay tuned. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Visit AwakenWithLight.com for information about Nancy's services. If you are under stress or perhaps have a medical condition like chronic pain, high blood pressure, depression, or lack of motivation in your daily life, Nancy can help using energy work such as Reiki, meditation, and wellness techniques. Nancy can create a customized self-discovery program to fit your unique needs. Nancy is also available as a speaker for corporate meditation and presentations and offers classes and workshops online, by phone, and in her studio. Call Nancy today at 484-876-1048. That's 484-876-1048. Or visit awakenwithlight.com to find out more. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned into Gentle Power Radio. To reach Nancy Gentle Boudry or her guest on the program today, please call into 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. If you'd like, send Nancy an email 
to Nancy at AwakenWithLight.com. Now, back to Gentle Power Radio. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Nancy Gentle Boudry, and for those of you just joining us, we have the wonderful pleasure of having Robert Butera, my guest today, here to assist us in gaining more insight and harnessing our inner power for healing. Bob is a master in divinity and has a Ph.D. in yoga therapy. He is the director of Yoga Life Institute in Devon, Pennsylvania, and trains meditation and yoga teachers and yoga therapists. He is also published. He is also the publisher of the Yoga Living Magazine. He is the author of several books on yoga and meditation. You will find those listed right here uh, on our, our Voice America page. So please join me in welcoming Bob Butera. Bob, Thanks, Nancy. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us. And so let's dive right in, shall we? You bet. Um, before we went on break, we were exploring the questions of are using our spiritual practice to heal ourselves or are we using it to escape reality or I say transcend ourselves? Um, so when we're using our meditation practice, can you provide some insight on how, you know, people might say, well, yeah, I use it to relax and release stress. I go to yoga after a hard day's work and I feel so much better. But are we, you know, explain to us how, how spiritual bypassing comes in, if you could. <clears throat> well, it's, it's an interesting proposition if when we say we're trying to quiet our mind, mm-hmm. right, I think that's a common goal that people from many walks of life would say. They, they even take a walk in the woods and bird watch to calm their minds. They, right, we... We go to religious gatherings, that's calming to our minds, meditation, yes. yoga, and all these other pursuits. Mm-hmm. And the, the funny thing is that the mind is trying to calm itself. That's like telling a child to make him disciplined. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, great like analogy. Tell a child who wants to play with his toys, and the same child is going to say, now I'm going to put my toys away. Right. So like right. our mind, the same mind that enjoys activity and thinking, you know, in the East they call the, the term the monkey mind, mm-hmm. um, meaning that <clears throat> our mind, you know, jumps here and there and, and so forth, and that we, we want to try to master our mind. But the, the whole irony is the mind is trying to master itself. So that's where it gets tricky. Yeah, Right. Right. So if you have, if you're trying to overcome laziness, how does a lazy mind overcome itself? Right. If you're, you know, you're trying to overcome maybe the opposite of laziness for a lot of people, over busy or over scheduled, how does an over scheduler stop scheduling if they enjoy scheduling? Right. You know, and they enjoy activity. So one of the messages is you don't. You, it's impossible for, it's impossible not to make mistakes along the way. Mm-hmm. Because, again, if you're trying to learn something and you don't know it, but, you know, your mind has to do it, it's going to have to make a mistake. Now, if you and me were learning how to swim for the first time or ride a bike or whatever, we would expect ourselves to fall down or to get tired and out of breath or what have you. And we would call that a mistake or we might 
try it and not quite get it right the first time. Well, what happens with meditation, because it's the mind, you're learning how to master itself, it sometimes doesn't know it's making mistakes. Yes. Or it doesn't want to admit that it's making mistakes. So if we just start out, like one of the, the beginning chapters in the meditation book you know, that I have is all about our assumptions and our expectations. So one that I would say for this concept of spiritual bypass is to assume you will get it wrong a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And then you have that, that is like a, a first step. It permits you to learn that. Yeah, because you get, get rid of that high expectation kind of thing. Get rid of, get rid of the high expectation and you recognize that you're going to have to be given some feedback, not just from your own observations, but from others. So that's one of my first big pieces with this quote-unquote spiritual bypass. We might want to define that a little bit. Okay. Well, can you do um, that for us? So a spiritual bypass would be using one of these practices that we've discussed, meditation, yoga, something like that, prayer, as an escape from the problems you're trying to overcome. And this comes out in different ways. And for the person completely brand new to meditation, it's probably not happening right away because it's so fresh and you know how you learn a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's for the person who's on eight, the eighth week of their eight-week course who suddenly says, this is a little harder than I thought it was. Or in the sixth month, of your yoga classes when suddenly it doesn't seem quite as fascinating anymore. It's getting hard. Mm. You know, as soon as you start to hit something, that's when we're starting to watch our mind and some of our patterns are getting challenged and that the old patterns are wanting to grab hold. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, one of our defense mechanisms in the mind is to quote-unquote bypass facing myself by jumping outside and using the yoga or the meditation as a distraction from what's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be one way of describing it. Um, somebody who who starts, say, uh, doing yoga, and pretty soon they're wearing beads and they're, they're saying namaste to everybody. Or the meditation person who says, who read, read a book about silence and thinks that they shouldn't talk to people as much, or they've, they've heard that if you're too emotional, that's not spiritual or something. These are some common, common trends you find, like somebody jumping on a bandwagon, and the the kind of pseudo-persona of that quote-unquote spiritual practice replaces the actual practice itself. Gotcha. Yep. Makes sense to you. <laughs> it <might. laughs> so, it's a deep concept. It's a deep, it's so, so deep. Yeah, and, and you have to say, um, you and me, we've done this probably 50, 100 times in different degrees, and then you say, oh, I really learned this cool lesson, you know, and those, what, what I like to say, and this is just to, to not bring anybody down about the spiritual bypass and the mind having all these quirks and such, 
if you just view them as normal, it takes the pressure off. But the key that I always will say in determining whether you had a good meditation or a good walk or anything is whether or not you learn something about yourself. Yeah. Ooh, nice. So that's the, that would be the key that I would say is what kind of avoids any negative pitfalls from any of these practices. And I, I want to get into another layer of East and West. But if, if you just think, okay, I just meditated. Did I go off into, like, into some sort of daydream or fantasy reality? Or did I really relax? Did I stay focused? And did, from that focus, did something constructive occur that makes me a better person when I'm interacting with others or my work and so forth? Oh, so, so that would that be again. learning that, about yourself. Yeah, that, that's, that's good. Say that, repeat that for me so again. So if, if, I, if I do the spiritual practice, and this is actually... Um, a concept that William James in his book, Varieties of Religious Experience, um, put forth around 1900. He wrote this really classic book. He talked about the validity of a spiritual experience is measured by the behavior of the person, not measured by the fact that they said they saw the light or they had an out-of-body experience or something. It would be, okay, fine, you saw the light. Now, how are you with that nasty neighbor of yours who's always right. grumpy? Right. Are you able to just accept their grumpiness and let them be or still be kind to them? Or do you feel a little, like, you know, resistance to them? Well, if you overcome that little bit of resistance, then you would say, okay, that must have really, that must have really been the real light because the real light or not doesn't matter if it doesn't translate into your existence. Yes, yes. So that's what we would say. This, this bypassing would be somehow thinking, well, uh, you know, I went to church. I went to, you know, the prayer session. And uh, it, it doesn't matter if I get a little upset afterwards. I went to the prayer session. <laughs> you know, whereas, no, right. I went to the prayer session, and therefore I have more love in my heart, and I can kind of overcome any, but you know, certain reactions I might have in some situations. Right, right. We always said, like, you come out of uh, mass, and all of a sudden, you know, you're in the parking lot, and they're cutting you off, and you're like, holy cow, didn't we just go to church? Like, yeah, you know? right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, the um, people who fight over the parking spaces closest to the fitness club before they go in to, like, sweat and run and do all this other stuff. Right. So... So let me try to let me offer um, uh, another another thread before we break here. Yeah, yeah. That that also can give people a little sense that that a lot of the popularity and such in in meditation, especially in yoga, of course, is this this world becoming smaller due to technology, and and you know we can fly to India and they can fly here and. You know, different information from the West goes to the East and back to the back and forth. So we in the West have learned a lot from the yoga and meditation people. And we in the West are not in the East, so it's very easy to misinterpret or misunderstand a lot of these meditation teachings. Mm-hmm. So I've, um, one of my uh, unique experiences 
which anybody living in, in Asia can tell you, is that when you go to learn meditation or yoga, you are always with a lot of other people. And typically, in, in the majority of the situations, you will stay in a community setting. Like all these things, like the Yoga Institute, I was trained in India, at, at the, in near, outside of the Bombay, which is now called Mumbai. Well, I lived at the place. So every day I might have done my yoga, but then I talked about yoga at lunch. I then went to a lecture. I had friends. They took me to their houses. We talked about life and, and so on and so forth. And it was never done the way we do it here, where you go to an isolated class. Oh, yeah. And then, I mean, like, I laugh. Like, and then, they, you know, you can go out um, and go to a party. One time uh, I had a really funny situation. We had a real deep meditation and yoga class. And then these two younger women came out of the the restroom, they went in together, and I thought, what's going on here? And they came out all de- decked out, and they were going dancing at like 10 o'clock at night. And they did meditation first. Uh, we laughed. I thought it was kind of funny. But like, if we're in Asia... We're good at compartmentalizing, you know? Yeah, we're compartmentalizing. It's not that people don't go out in India and have fun, right. or Japan, right. or wherever. But there's always a community. Now, when they're in a community, they take that very seriously. So, you talk about your life. Mm. and your issues and whatever's going on. And if somebody, if you don't show up, they check on you because you're in, you're in a relationship in this community together. I would love to be able to do that in our culture, but we don't have it. And even our religious organizations meet once a week and sometimes on a Wednesday night. Right. And it's not like, it's not the way our society is with the, how fast we move. We're not given the check-in. Like, you're meditating, but you're still getting angry in your car, right. you know, at the traffic. That makes right. no sense. Then I would say stop meditating, get over the anger about the traffic, and then go back to meditating. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You see, don't, don't meditate or do yoga to, to give yourself some peace from the stuff that's driving you crazy. Figure out why it's driving you crazy and just stop it in its tracks. Yes, yes. And when you're doing meditation and yoga in a community setting then you have a chance to be constantly held accountable and supported simultaneously. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So that's just something I wanted to remind that if you start to meditate and, you know, it's something you can do on your own at home, read a book and, you know, meditate and practice, try to meet and talk with other people so that you watch, so that you can quickly notice when your mind is misunderstanding what's going on. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. I know that will happen with my own personal mind, so I'm always talking to my friends about meditation or their practice so that I gain little insights or I watch myself veer because the mind is going to have to do that. Well, that's it, and you know that's that's that is a struggle here because, um, in in my practice, I have people that come and they're like, "I wish I could meet more people, like-minded people." Mm-hmm. They're looking because they're having a hard time. They turn it on. They're trying. They're trying, and then they get around. You know, let's people that aren't embracing this lifestyle, and so then it's so it's like this pulling, push, pull, you know, and they're trying to stand in their light, let's just say, or let's call it. And, you know, they're trying to check in and, okay, I, I, I saw myself going back into my own pattern, but it is, it's hard. They don't have that, that, um, mm-hmm. constant, you know, weaving, if you will, of, uh, right. you know, yeah. 
Yeah, that is. That's yep. yeah. But um, we're such a society of overachievers. It's like everybody wants to master master this whole process. Right. <laughs> and it you drives can me see nuts. That, that would be that would be if you would say of like the American, you know, United States of America mindset would be I'm going to be the best at meditation. Yes, yes. And then or vice versa, if I don't think I can really be the best, then maybe I'll just try something else. Right, right. You see? And so we want to take it we we want to realize that that would be a perfect example of the mind misinterpreting, right, itself. Yep. Yep. So the meditation would be about, you know, find my true self and then I'm an overachiever. Well, wait a minute. But in my overachieving, I somehow lost myself. So I'm either not going to do the meditation or, you know, it, I'll just, well, there's many different responses to that. Or I'll have to do it and I'll have to go on every retreat and read every single book and become the best of it and then become a teacher of it, you know, and, and it almost becomes stressful in itself. Yeah, yeah. And there, yep. to me, I think, is like a spiritual bypass <laughs> happening. Correct. That everybody. becomes, right, that would become a spiritual bypass. Yeah. So they're unavoidable, you know. Right, right. Yeah. And so rather that you should sit at each, you know, as you're, because this mindset of this overachiever, when I went up to Meg Institute and I studied under Dr. John Kabat-Zinn for um, that mindful-based stress reduction, I mean, I was in a room full of overachievers. And, you know, not that there's anything wrong. That's a beautiful, co- I mean, you know, hey, you're driven. But it, um, I was sitting going, whoa, we're, we're losing the whole, what's going on here? Like, you're just looking at becoming the certified instructor, and I'm trying to, like, submerge myself in this, in this experience. And, I, you know, we were, I was trying to understand that, uh, you know, and you just, it just is, it, we're just, we're, our society is just wired that way. So, and that's what I'm hoping that we can kind of shed some light on that there is, this is a journey, folks. There is no mastery. You're, you're always on, on this journey, you know, whether you're, you take every class and every meditation and get every certification, when's enough, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, it's, it's, it's being, and I like what you said, you know, that, that was profound, that you've got you've to be with it. You've got to rest with it and, and make it part of your everyday life. So, mm-hmm. so fabulous. Well, good. So, we'll take a short break here. When we come back, we're going to open the phone lines for questions and feedback. So, stay tuned. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. When you make decisions, do you ever find yourself in doubt? Are you trying to figure out what's right with you? Are you ready to truly change your life? Listen for the Access Consciousness Radio Show with the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane Here. Consciousness is all about including everything and judging nothing. Our program will help you break free from your personal limitations and enhance positive change in all areas of your life. Tune in to Access Consciousness, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Visit AwakenWithLight.com for information about Nancy's services. If you are under stress or perhaps have a medical condition like chronic pain, high blood pressure, depression, or lack of motivation in your daily life, Nancy can help. 
using energy work such as Reiki, meditation, and wellness techniques. Nancy can create a customized self-discovery program to fit your unique needs. Nancy is also available as a speaker for corporate meditation and presentations and offers classes and workshops online, by phone, and in her studio. Call Nancy today at 484-876-1048. That's 484-876-1048. Or visit awakenwithlight.com to find out more. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. tuned into gentle power radio to reach nancy gentle boudry or her guest on the program today please call into 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 if you'd like send nancy an email to nancy at awakenwithlight.com now back to gentle power radio Welcome back, folks. Nancy Gentle Boudry here with my guest, Bob Butera. Um, and we're opening the phone lines up uh, for your questions and feedback on today's topic of using our gentle inner power to uh, connect and heal and, and understanding and exploring the concept of spiritual bypassing. So we do have uh, one caller up, uh, Carol from Philadelphia. Hello. Hi, Carol. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Well, I want to thank you for this really interesting topic because I think it's so valuable because I've been feeling lately as if I don't meditate because I'm prov- I don't want the feelings to come up. Uh-huh. So I, I see that starting to happen. Like when you did your original meditation, I just wanted to sit and cry, which I normally don't do. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm really suppressing things. So my question would be, I do well with, meditation CDs, and I do well with somebody who's facilitating meditation. But when I'm on my own, I feel as if nothing happens when I meditate. I can shut my mind down, but I don't get any sense that anything is happening. How would you suggest that I, with my own private meditation sessions, I can overcome what I'm going through? Bob, you want to help her out there? Sure thing, Carol. So, um, without any big details, could I have a sense of what you might be going through in general? So, well, some sadness, some real profound sadness, and so just when is it around uh, something that we all experience with a loss? No, 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 no. It's not that. I think it's something from the past coming up and, and resurrecting itself. Nothing, nothing. Is now. it? Are you aware of what it is, or is it just a pure feeling? Some of it, I know what it is. Okay, great. I, I, you know, I, through other meditation facilitations, I've been able to figure out what it is. It's past life issues. I do know that. Okay. So, and, uh, so you, you sit down, you meditate, and then um, in these group settings, you become very emotional. But when you're alone, nothing happens? Yes. And you Best just kind of get quiet. Yeah. Is it relaxing or inspiring at all? It's quiet. I mean, I, I, can, I can rest my mind, my mind silence, but I feel as if I'm just sitting there spending time and nothing's coming through. I'm not getting 
it's just I feel as when I'm done, it's like, okay, I just meditated for 10, 15 minutes, and I don't know what I benefited from the meditation. Mm-hmm. Very different than when I'm in other settings. Okay. Do you live alone? With a daughter. With a daughter? Okay. Because yeah. um, do you spend a lot of time alone? Yes, I do. So do you know how I could guess that? How? Um, because it sounds like you're already kind of having a lot of quiet time, and then the meditation is just is just more of what you already have. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. So what we would say is if you, if you step back, and this is a good way to help get out of the, the different traps, if you step back and say, what, what's my goal? Like what don't, meditation or whatever, what do I really want? What do you really want? What do I really want? I want to, yeah. I want to get to who I, am, who I am meant to be and what I am meant to do to right. heal myself. Oops, excuse me here. So you want to be more in touch with yourself, basically. Yes, absolutely. Yeah? Yep. And so then what I would say is meditation doesn't sound like, at least by yourself, because you have a lot of quiet time, doesn't sound like exactly what you need. You see, and I, yeah. I have this funny thing of... <laughs> of trying to shock people a little bit. He wrote a book on meditation, but then he says, you don't need to meditate. Right. <laughs> yeah. You see, now, and now there's, there's more to it than that. I, I'm not, I, I, I say that as partly a little shock value, but I try to have somebody think with an open mind so that they don't follow meditation because they read that it's good for you, but they, they find what they actually need for themselves. Thinking about the goal, not about the technique. I like that. Mm. You see, so if you're having a lot of these emotions come up, journaling might be really good or getting together with friends who will be willing to talk about this with you to right. help you, like, explore the meaning of the emotion. Oh, yeah. Hmm? Yeah. You follow yeah. that? Uh, absolutely, Yes. Yeah, because the quiet time is just more of the quiet time. Right. right. It makes sense. Yeah. 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 Now, that's presently because it sounds like you have a fair amount of quiet time. So you may be having more of the meditative moments, but not really be aware of it. And then you're just mm-hmm. heaping extra meditation when it's too much. Right. Gotcha. That, so you're always sounds- thinking about balancing things. And mm-hmm. for, for everyone, you would think, what is it that I need? Is what I'm doing going to like match what I actually need mm, yeah. versus right. I'm just doing this because I happened to read this great article or heard this great lecture and that person said I should do this, you know, and, and, and it sounded really good. So um, they seemed really, you know, inspiring. So I'm going to do it as opposed to stepping back and saying, no, wait a minute, what is it actually that I need? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she really does need to explore these emotions so that right. this, this, this consume, this, you know, because um, I can feel it in her voice and right. that she's consumed. But so you, you need to continue. I mean, it's painful. So you get this emotional, you're in this, it's well, you're in you this see, setting. Here's, here's, where, here's where we'd say, okay, it's painful. It's painful at the moment for, is Carol still on? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> All right. So it's like painful at the moment, but when you're dealing with an emotion, 
as soon as you understand it, it goes away. Mm. Mm -hmm. Now, if it doesn't go away, you didn't understand it. That's Mm -hmm. why it keeps repeating itself. Right. That's why the spiritual teachers say, you must learn your lessons. (laughs) Right, right. Well, what they mean by that is you (laughs) must learn about the, the, see, emotions, if you think, just a, a quick definition on them, they come from like a friction between something that occurs and us. So there's, there's like a, something changes in life and we have an emotional response to it. And if we don't accept or understand what happened, we keep having emotional responses to something. Right. So, you know, in the case of, again, a, the, when we, we experience that we all share when somebody close to us dies, we go through a process that psychologists have measured that's, that's basically two years long, and then the, the process of accepting that the person's not here is usually settled. Mm. Well, each day when I think about that person I lost is a different emotional experience. If it starts to be the same emotion, that means I'm somehow not getting the message that life and death and all the different things involved in that relationship. Then I start to go toward depression or some other kind of ailment, psychological ailment, because I'm not able to change my internal understanding of what's going on in the world. You follow me? Yes. So I could have a situation where some sort of stressful situation, and if in the moment it may freak me out because I wasn't expecting it. Later on, once I've accepted the situation, I don't have the same emotional reaction because yep. it's I've understood it. Right. Yep. Awareness is power. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. So, right. So you come back to, right, having the sense of power within yourself, but mm-hmm. that required a shift within right. you. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's typically what we would call the harder part. And that would be the purpose of doing the meditation, to quiet your mind, to facilitate, the, the, as I said earlier in the show, the learning that can occur so then we make our shift. So if I view, um, for example, just to give you a quick concrete example, my grandfather passes away. If I, I will be, my immediate thing would be like, oh, shock and upset and all the normal emotions. And then after a few years, I think, well, you know, everybody's going to live their life out and death occurs. Suddenly my emotion drops down. I accept death now a lot more than I did before. Mm-hmm. I realize that, um, well, you know, he had this one saying, and I, you know, and, and I won't go on in those things, and I remember that. People live on in our hearts. That's one of the spiritual teachings that people use with with death. Well, now I feel that and I understand that. So now I'm not as sad. So then I learn a hundred other lessons and pretty soon I accept it. So then the next person passes away. I remember all those lessons. I'm not as distraught. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm still Mm -hmm. upset. I still miss that person. But I I remember all these hurdles, so I'm much quicker at it. Yeah. You see? Yes. So Mm -hmm. because I'm in control of how my emotions are designed, they don't just happen to me. They're generated from the friction within us to life. Is that jiving with you? Yes. So if you you, um, 
you know, if, even if you think of the friction being the current of the river. So at different times, like with this sadness that you're experiencing, in some for some very probably important reasons, you're paddling a little against the stream, and then it makes you feel sad. But you have to understand what's in the paddle, why you're paddling, in order to be able to change direction and accept the stream. Yeah. Hmm? Okay. Does that make sense? Repeat that for me again, please. So... When and without, we're not being personal here. But when yeah, I'm okay. when I'm sad, for example, which is the one emotion you could pick any emotion here. Yeah. And um, a- any emotion that a human being has is just is just valid. What we would say though is, if the same emotion starts to repeat itself, mm-hmm. then we would say, "Oh, that's not as valid anymore. Now you're getting addicted to your emotion, mm. and it's like your blanket." And it's your blanket of sadness or your blanket of fear or whatever. And now it starts getting big because you're not making any adjustments. So I start paddling and I want to go upstream, but the current's going downstream. It'd be better just to walk than paddle my canoe. But I say I want to paddle my canoe and this is the way I want it to be. But life is telling me, no, the stream's going the other direction. So as I paddle, I'm creating all this friction and all these waves So that's like sadness or some other kind of upsetting emotion. If I finally say, okay, I accept you, life. I accept that my, um, how about a a less intense one than death? My friend moves to California, and I'm from the East Coast. And I say, okay, I accept that my friend left. I'm going to visit her every couple of years, and we'll um, have a good time. And when she visits her family, we'll get together and have a great time with all of our old friends. When I accept that I'm going with the current, I'm not as sad anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Until I accept it, I'm going to be sad. So you're making up your emotions. Okay. Little yeah. little divergent here, but the larger point that I would bring this back to in terms of spiritual bypass and such would be you would be doing meditation to avoid your sadness. Yes. You see, and then you pretend it doesn't exist. Well, I meditate, and I, I go beyond my sadness or something, or you know, you somehow compartmentalize it. What we would say is just try to understand who you are, and that is a part of the process of meditation or any of the spiritual growth process. Yes, I got you. Cool. Absolutely. Oh, thank you, Carol, for calling in. Oh, thank you. Yeah, sometimes an example is best, so we mm-hmm. thanks a lot, Carol. Oh, thank you so much. Is All Susan right. still on the line, or did she drop? Let's see. Yeah, so let's take, uh, we've got a couple, about two minutes, but let's try to take Susan uh, from Pennsylvania. Yeah, Susan? Hi, Nancy. Hi. hi, Bob. Hi, Susan. Um, it was interesting to hear Carol's um, question. I, I'm finding this very timely in my spiritual practice. Um, I've, I think what you shared today has been very revealing for me, um, and maybe you can help me. Uh, kind of, I, I feel like I used to be one of those people who was so, um, busy and just so striving to be the perfect person, um, that I got really sick physically. And, um, so I now have swung the other way on the pendulum and am kind of doing meditation in stillness and quietness so much that, like Carol, um, I don't feel like I'm learning a lot about myself. So I'm trying to work back to, 
a balance between the two. You know, they're both extremes. Um, what would you encourage um, someone who is trying to get to that center place um, in terms of it? I like meditation, and I don't want to give it up entirely, but I also, I guess maybe the thing I'm avoiding is being able to step up and step back into um, a more active life. I've gotten sick in the past, and so there's a fear about getting sick again um, if I step back into the what people term the rat race. So could you kind of guide me as to um, sure. how I can do that in a healthy way? Sure. Um, and you got about one minute, Bob. <laughs> sure. So, Susan, we'll just give you one quick little tidbit. How's that? That'd be great. Um, when you think of what you've talked about in spiritual disciplines, like you've been doing a lot of inward thinking and so forth, and you get afraid of losing your discipline or your structure, and you get caught in the rat race. So if you think of the term um, a routine, everybody almost to a person brushes their teeth every day. They don't have to plan the night before and schedule that they're going to brush their teeth the next day. They just do it. Okay. It becomes part of their routine. Yes. So... When we think of being disciplined and not losing ourselves, if we get into a pattern, then we don't have to be exerting tons and tons of discipline every day to live a quote-unquote disciplined life. So if you get into certain routines and make sure that the important ones for you, and they're different for everybody, but we all need patterns to keep us sane, like a bedtime. A certain bedtime is a part of routine. You need your rest. Yes. A certain meditation time could be a part of your routines, not everybody's. Oh, we have to wrap very quickly here. So let, <laughs> let your routine be your guide would be my Thank one so suggestion, much. and then you'll be safe. If your routine awesome. gets broken, then you know to, to watch out. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Susan. And thank you, everybody, for joining us here at Gentle Power Radio. And thank you, Bob. We appreciate you, your wonderful insight. And uh, if you want to get a hold of Bob, you can reach him at yogalifeinstitute.com and feel free to read Yoga Living Magazine online at yogalivingmagazine.com. Until next week, uh, keep positive, practice living in awareness, stay connected to your own inner power, and do it with grace. Love, light, and blessings, all. Thank you for joining us for Gentle Power Radio. Nancy Gentle Boudry will be back for another edition next Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope to have you back with us next week.